1: Living in a shotgun shack And you may find yourself In another part of the world And you may find yourself Behind the wheel of a large automobile and you may find yourself In a beautiful house With a beautiful wife and you may ask yourself So bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. This is your buddy Ryan. This is your Tuesday episode, and we've got a great episode coming at you. We've got Emma Diamond, uh, one of the, the the ladies behind Comments by Celebs, the podcast and the insanely amazing Instagram account. Um, it is We talk all about reality shows, by the way. We kind of sum up 2021 in reality, but of course we hit Lisa Rinna, Jen Shaw, because we talked on Saturday and all that stuff happened. Before that, I'm going to tell you all about the Vanderpump Rules Season 10 trailer, which did drop today. We also have some ultimate girls trip news and a little bit of Kardashian news that I'm going to throw in here. Also, I've got to recommend it is. Well, first off, let me tell you guys, how are you doing, by the way? Are you good? Okay. What a day. Uh, it uh, If you're in Los Angeles, I'm in Los Angeles right now. I'm going back to Arizona on Thursday, and I, I'm very, I'm sounding like a, a radio guy. I'm very radio guy today. Um, it's been raining all damn day. It has not stopped raining at all. It is crazy, you guys. And the rain, I've always said, is not for the week. Because you know, rain, I love to enjoy rain, but you got to be mentally strong for rain because if if the rain comes and you're not mentally strong, it can just wash you away. You can just get in your feels and it can just take you, it can just drown you pretty much. But I think I'm okay. I I, I kind of tucked myself into, well, since it was raining, it kind of ruined a lot of my plans that I had. Um, so I fell in love with a show today, uh, not a reality show, actually, Kiki Monique, who was on, uh, the pop culture roundup on Monday, she recommended the show Fleischman is in trouble, um, on FX or it's on Hulu. Um, and it's Jesse Eisenberg, Claire Danes, Lizzie Kaplan, and, um, uh, Seth Green. Is that right? Is that, is that not Seth Meyers? The guy from the OC. I, I, anyways, um, it was wonderful. It was eight episodes. And yeah, I, I went through all eight episodes. I ate that shit up. It's 11 something at night right now. And I just went right through it. And it you know when a show finds you at the right place in the right time. And listen, I'm not even I'm not even a huge Jesse Eisenberg fan. But now I think I might have to readjust that because this is my favorite thing Jesse Eisenberg's ever done. Horrible Lex Luthor, by the way, he shaved his head bald, it was very weird and Superman. But this was just a beautiful series, really funny. Um, it, it, it's just it's listen for all you young kids listening out there. This probably is not the show for you because it's about it, it's about people in like middle age, people that are going through divorces, you know, problems with their marriage, kids, life, you know, kind of settling into middle age and what comes with that and kind of yearning and needing so much more in your life but kind of looking around and taking stock and wondering what the hell happened to your life and is this your life is this life and this quest for something more and I thought that was just so fascinating. It takes place in 2016, so you don't have to worry about any COVID stuff in there. <laughs> this is a COVID-free show because it takes place in 2016. But I loved how it portrayed friendship. I loved how it portrayed dating. I loved how it portrayed divorce. Some of the scenes just, I mean, set like sent a shiver down my spine going through certain similar situations where you're just like, damn, man, this... This show nails it. This show really nails it. It's not a reality show, though, you guys. And it's, it's, I thought it was hysterical, but it's also very dramatic. And it just, it was that sweet spot, but it was so, it's such a bummer because I think it's only eight episodes. I think it's, there is no second season. I think this is meant to be an eight episode series. And that has, of course, made me sad, but I got to tell you the end, it wasn't near like the best ending in scripted television ever six feet under. The Six Feet Under series finale with the Sia song, Breathe Me, when they just recap everyone's lives. I I mean, still, I've never seen anything like come close to that on a series finale. And that will always go down. But this was, man, this eighth episode at the end, Lizzie Kaplan has this voiceover monologue that I just think was so beautiful. I was scouring the internet trying to find it, but it's not on the internet yet. Um, and it was just really beautiful. I, I'm trying to find. I've been trying to find lines from it because I wanted to read it to you guys, um. But I I couldn't find the full script yet. I'll, I'm sure it'll pop up at some point. There are certain passages. That's what I love about scripted television, or even reading. When I used to do that, you would stumble upon a passage that you would just want to read to everybody. I remember that book, The Hours. They made a movie of it with Nicole Kidman. Uh, the books by Michael Cunningham. And there was this beautiful passage at the end of the hours, just talking about, you know, the hours and the minutes. And we just kind of hope for these small cracks in time that are so much more, that can be so much more than uh, sometimes what we feel life is. Um, But I'm trying to seriously, okay, we fall in love and we decide to marry in this one incredible moment. Um, You were only at risk... She realizes that no matter what time we'll march on, you'll never be able to return to your former self. You were only at risk of forgetting that this was as good as it was ever going to get. That you are, right now, as young as you will ever be. Like, right now, you are as young as you will ever be right now. And you can say that to yourself every day. Anyways, okay, I'm getting too deep. We gotta talk Vanderpump Rules, you guys. So I knew this was coming out today, and I gotta tell you, it was, it was a, it was like a, a healing balm to my soul. It was just, it was, it was that little dose of Robitussin that I needed to get me through my week. And I got to. What do you guys think? I'm going to play you the audio of it right now, and then we'll do a little quick thing. I also went live with Kiki Monique. You can find it on her account on Instagram with our like just quick, rapid fire thoughts. But let's play this right now and see what you guys think. To to us. To us maintaining a good friendship. I'm proud of us. We're a divorce success story. <laughs>
0: Break out, make out. You're I've never had hatred for you, and now I do. I think you're pathetic, I think you're a drunk, and I think you're a loser.
1: This does not affect me at all.
0: This season on Vanderpump Rules. No! Oh, don't ask mission, I get what I want. Bienvenue I'm Vanderpump, Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh my god, the head's going. Good job. It's funny that this summer everyone's single. We had a good night. Oh. Should I be here?
1: Monday.
0: Are. are you turned on?
1: I'm not not turned on.
0: Who's ready to be a stepdad? What's it like out there? Is it a cornucopia of delicious dick? I couldn't sleep in the bed last night because it was so wet.
1: Gotta get this. Bar open. Hey, when are you guys officially opening?
0: Why haven't you opened?
1: If it wasn't for this bar, me and Katie would still be together.
0: When I saw what it's cost them, I'm paying for it. Mother- it's not good. We just have to open the doors no, and f- open it.
1: I do think Ali is the one. I'm gonna put some babies in there one day.
0: You sound like a dictator. I like you better when you're not drinking. James and I definitely hooked up. I would be lying as a girlfriend to say, oh, I'm super comfortable with James hanging out one-on-one with Lala. Everyone's got
1: an ego the size of my
0: So small. Oh, really?
1: You were a provocateur.
0: Katie said, you and Ariana have an open relationship. Oh my God. I do like shorts a lot. You're the cheap, broke-down yeah, hoe. Cal seems like she's going through something, and she
1: needs help. You're a boot housewife. Look at those lips.
0: Disengagement. You're giving me terrible anxiety. You've been
1: ready to pull the trigger, and there's one person oh. who's literally been pulling the e-brake every time.
0: This summer has been so awful to me.
1: I will smack you in your dumb face. You're like another... Enjoy.
0: stop nobody wants to watch you make a fool of yourself knock it off we're done she's a f-ing bitch what's happening with randall i want to know why people are accusing him of the things they're accusing him
1: of. katie can you please come back can we end this on a positive note i'm finishing my steak this was a bad idea the new season of Vanderpump rules premieres february 8th on bravo and streaming on peacock and screaming on peacock uh that's it you guys i mean listen you can go see it visually but i don't know hey listen that audio right there nipples fully hard so excited um i gotta tell you this is one of those things i'm completely blinded by my love for this show i sat there like a little kid i was like yay okay some things we need to point out they start with katie and tom saying that we are a divorce success story. Look at us. And you just know, I know as a divorce dude, I watched that show Fleischman is in trouble, which I just talked about, about a divorce dude. It is, I was like, oh man, they they start with that, which never is a good thing. If you start a preview like that, you know it's going to go tank by the end of that preview. And it tanks pretty much within five seconds of that scene because they show Schwartz kissing Raquel at Sheena's wedding. And Katie finding out, and Katie saying, yo, you disgust me, you're a drunk, blah, blah, blah. And Schwartz is like, yo, that don't affect me at all. <laughs> and listen, it just, I, my heart goes out to them because it fucking sucks. Like divorce fucking, I really don't know how, like you, you, you guys got to realize how messed up divorce is. And then to have it on TV, like it has got to really mess with your perspective. So I'm so curious how they handle this and how they're doing now. Uh, also, it seems like Raquel is like hot to trot. She is dating. We see her with Peter. Peter finally gets back into play. Thank Peter's been waiting for his shot for so long. She's on a date with Peter. She says she's attracted to Schwartz, to Lala in one scene. We see her go out with Garcelle's son. And I don't know, man. Like, let Raquel do what she wants to do. We'll we'll figure it out. I mean, Lala's in there at the end of that. You heard her going, like, I don't know what to believe. Of like, like about Randall. I mean, allegedly. Um, so that seems interesting. Lisa's there, and she opens up Vanderpump Paris. They used her sparingly in the preview, and I think that is the way to go. I think. You don't need Lisa. As I would really love Lisa to go back on Beverly Hills and just leave Vanderpump to the uh the middle-aged kids. You know what I'm saying? Uh, no offense to Lisa. I think she's a legend. I just think it kind of slows down the storytelling. Another interesting thing is DJ James Kennedy. We finally get word that he is drinking again. Now, I'd said this on the live. I, I had been hearing this. I'd got multiple reports from people that sent me DMs. Now, I don't really try to throw out shit that I you know, I try to leave that stuff alone because I was waiting to see if they used it in the show. Um, but I had known about this for a little bit, so I'm I'm very relieved that they're going to have it on the show because I was like, oh, man, that's wild. They're, that's not going to even be a storyline. They're going to hide that. But it looks like uh they're gonna handle that also we meet his new uh his new boo which he says he's gonna put some babies in there how listen i love i love some dj james kennedy uh i love just saying dj james kennedy and i love top man as a uh unironically as a rap song his top man is a bad man she says oh man takes me back the memories with that song i have i'm not even joking But, like, how – what What kind of toxic masculinity is, like, I'll go put some babies in there, yay? (laughs) Um, And and there's, like, um, Lala and James said they hooked up. But I don't know if they meant in the past or, like, a recent hookup. Like, that's just got to be wild, though. If you're on one of these shows, you almost, like, have to hook up. Now, there was also – that thing where they kind of made Sandoval look like her him and Ariana had an open relationship. I've been telling you guys that is not the case. Um and I, I'm I, I really have a feeling that is like kind of some weird editing there. Uh but also Ariana went on and And tweeted and said, yo, I just so I can clear things up. I thought this was obvious, but I'm not cool enough to be in an open relationship. And like, I I just got to tell you guys, I know we want more to be there. I just really, I got to tell you, I don't think there's that there. But even if there was cool, they're both good people, but I just don't think they have the open relationship. But there was that little piece of the scene. And I'll be curious when that episode comes up, what is talked about. It looked like Tom was like throwing around Raquel, but like, listen, Raquel and Ariana are really good friends. I I, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Sheena and Brock. It it seems Sheena was very underutilized in this trailer. I wanted, needed more of Sheena. She's one of the only people. I mean, you had Sandoval, Schwartz, Katie, one of the only people that have been there all 10 seasons. And she's getting married to Brock and people are like, oh, well, she got married already on the show. I don't care. I want to see her marriage now. I want to see exactly the difference between the last marriage and this marriage, how she's grown, how she hasn't grown. Um, I also was comforted to hear Kiki say today that she was thinking Katie was going to get hopefully a good at it, and we were, were both really in Katie's corner in terms of certain aspects of this divorce, uh, but I think Schwartz is so charming, so funny, I think he's so quirky, and I really do think he has a great sense of humor, but it's just painful because I just... I don't know. Like, I know this is a reality, but nobody wins in a divorce. Like, nobody gets out unscathed. Like, just nobody. It's just really, really fucking sad. So, you know, some of these things where they're, you know, when they put it in a two-minute preview, you kind of, they're quick laughs. But I'm just sure it was, I'm sure they're very relieved that this season is done filming. Um, I'm trying to think what else I forgot about. Um, you have, Sa- they didn't show any of Sandoval's band really, which I thought they would actually, uh, do a little bit on. Of course, Schwartz and Sandys, we don't even really see Sir in this. We don't see Sir, and I don't think we saw Tom Tom in the preview. We saw a lot of Schwartz and Sandys because they're trying to get the bar open. Now, I can tell you from just being around those people, uh, for a little bit, that that was very true of them getting it open. There was a lot of drama And that was not stage drama, so I'll be curious to see what makes it from that. Uh, But they were really, really trying to get that place open, so I'm glad it seemed like some of that makes it to the show. Um, What else is there? Yeah, we no surprises, no Jax, no Saucy, no Kristen. Uh, Seems like they're not going to pop in in any kind of surprise role. I wish this is just me being picky, me being ryan bailey from so bad it's good is that i wish they would have really hit us over the head with the 10-year anniversary 10th season i wish they would have started like my in my dream world they would have started the preview with a scene from the first season and take us through like a flight like, you know like marvel does like a like a really quick fast forward of of seeds, like of scenes of like 10 years of growth and then start it with like somebody completely like Schwartz going like, I gave myself alcohol poisoning this, this season on Vanderpump Rules, you know, something that kind of shows how momentous this is. Remember in reality TV, you don't usually get 10 seasons, no matter what you think about Vanderpump Rules, this is still a huge feat and I think it should be celebrated and I think it should, I think people should be reminded of it. I think it should be in the title Vanderpump rules, the 10th season. I will die on this hill. I think you need to lean into nostalgia as much as you can in an organic way as possible. But I mean, listen, I get misty. eye just thinking about, you know, that it's been 10 years thinking about my own memories of the Vanderpump rules. Come on. We've all had amazing memories with Vanderpump rules. So I cannot wait. I will be making the announcement now. I am going to be recapping the entire season of Vanderpump rules here on the main feed, and I will be doing one of the main shows on the Patreon. Um, if you deduce, you could probably tell which one that is. It's a show that kind of like I want to put on the main feed, but it's probably smart I put on the Patreon. But Vanderpump Rules will be here every week. Uh, I can't wait to do my Tom Sandoval and my Schwartz. I mean, I'm, I'm really excited for that, you guys. So, And also, if anybody out there wants to take notes for me, please reach out. Also, if anybody wants to take notes for me on Real Housewives of Miami, let me know that as well. Uh, those are the two things I do need help with notes on, or I, I mean, I can do it. It just takes me so long and I've been doing it. But anyways, if anybody's interested in that, email me so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com. Okay. That was very, very exciting. Also, we got a cast announcement on ultimate girls trip season three. Um, let me, uh, let me pull this up for you. What a day you guys, what an exciting day. Uh, Andy also, just so you know, Andy did say, when another of my predictions came true, um, is that he is is probably going to go do a sit-down with Jen Shaw this weekend. And that's exactly what I thought. So it's exactly what I thought. Also, he did come out and say that Lisa Rinna, there is, you know, he, listen, you've got to understand, Andy and Bravo, it's a very delicate position they're in. And I love, you know, people, I just don't see why people give Andy a hard time because, I think he does this so delicately, you know, where he said, hey, listen, I hope there's a return of Rinna. I hope she – what did he use? He used the phrase, like, I hope she will um, humor us and and come back at some point. And think about, like, humor us. It's like, oh, I – you know, like, he's almost – complimenting her of like, I hope she'll come down to our level and play with us once again. It's almost like, it's just so smooth because you know, like, like he, you know, it'll get back to her. And it's like, Oh, he said what? Oh, he, he's complimenting me. (laughs) It's all this delicate dance. And, you know, these are huge personalities and he has to really walk this fine line, or at least in my imagination, he does to make everybody happy. And sometimes sometimes, You don't get the honesty you want because of that, but you have to understand, like, I guess that's where we come in, some of us podcasters and other people that criticize these things like we all feel when we watch them, but he can't necessarily do that. When he does, he's got to have somebody else say it, and he can just, like, listen and be like, oh, okay, he does that a lot on Watch What Happens Live in his radio show, but... Uh, The Jen Shaw stuff, yeah, you can talk about not giving her a platform, blah, 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 but she's going to talk to somebody. It might as well be in-house, and I hope if he does, I hope this is the one instance where he does go a little harder. I think it's owed to the fans. I think it's owed to the victims, Um, and I really want to see – like, Jen Shaw really has done all of this without any kind of firm questioning by anybody, it feels. She did plead guilty, so she didn't have to go through a trial. She's never really had to speak besides her statement. And listen, I know I'm probably asking for the impossible because Andy, you know, it's... But I want this to be more than the sum of its parts, you know? Why can't there be a serious sit-down? Why can't he borrow a page from his his buddy Anderson Cooper and do a serious sit-down? Andy has it in him. I've seen him really kick ass at interviews before. I mean, every day. I mean, the guy is just really good at this. So I just I hope it carries over to the Jen Shaw interview because if it's fluff, I just don't know if we can stomach it with her, you know, I don't know if I need to like a, a cry me a a river story about coach and all that stuff, especially if we don't get honest answers that, you know, she was cheating on him as well. So there's a lot there. Um, So Bravo announced, this is going to be season four of ultimate girls trip. um, And this was pretty pretty much predicted by Dumas. Vicky Gunvalson, Gretchen Rossi. Hopefully she has both nostrils. She, I don't think you can facetune on camera, so this will be interesting to see the real Gretchen. Brandi Glanville, Camille Grammer-Meyer. Uh, Camille's back. Phaedra Parks, Ava Marcel, Alex McCord, you guys. Alex from New York. Listen, somebody was like, oh, they don't, somebody said they don't want her back in my DMs. Like, are you out of your mind? And also, you, Bravo, if you do not give me one shooting day with Simon Van Kempen, this will all be for naught. What are you? If you even, no, he better be there for one day or one night. I want to get him in those red leather pants again. I want him to do his song, I Am Real. That guy's a legend. And also, Caroline Manzo. So, the concern here, a lot of people are saying that Vicky, and Brandy have already been on, and Phaedra and Ava, Eva, they've already been on Ultimate Girls Trip. But I don't care. I thought they were great for the most part. Um, I thought it was weird that they're already going back to using them some again. But at the same time, I don't care. Now, Brandy being back on, if she is on Traders, which is the Peacock show, reality show that starts soon, that she's going to be promoting on Watch What Happens Live on Wednesday, now I'm starting to get worried because I thought she was going to announce her return to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills on Wednesday, but she's coming on there to promote Traders. But I also thought they would throw that in there because casting is happening. It just seems like what a, what a, what a coincidence that I have a feeling she's coming back to Beverly Hills most definitely, but also she's doing this. So that's more filming time. So this kind of made me rethink that just a hair, but just a hair, but I'm excited. Somebody was in my DMS that was giving me leaked information but like this person doesn't follow anybody, they don't nobody follows them. It's an account that I and I literally asked, I said, Is this brandy? Because at a certain point I was like, they were giving me information and I was like, Is this brandy? Like, and they're they're like, uh I can't tell you that, but like I'm like, okay, well, if it's brandy, come on the show. I'd love to talk to you. Um also in sad news. Diana Jenkins, I am Diana Jenkins from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I'm so out of practice on her voice. I used to do it on the recaps all the time, and now I can. I am Diana Jenkins. <laughs> uh, you are the villain. You are the villain. Here I am, Asha. Asha, come here. <laughs> Oh my God. Well, anyway, sad news. Diana is not coming back to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, like I predicted as well. One and done for Diana, and I think we'll all be better off. Her, us, lawyer The only one that loses are lawyers. They will not be be able to bill Diana Jenkins for as, you know, she was really logging a lot of billable lawyer hours with the amount of things that she was questioning people about last season, including the Bravo fans. So, Diana, sad to see you go piece um so that happened the other thing i wanted to talk about um we're going quick here and i want to get to uh emma because it's just a fantastic i just love emma emma is just so classy she's just so great and she always she always makes me think recontextualize uh and it was just a great conversation she's just so good at this um But I wanted to tell you about, I'm trying to find the article. You probably, I've been pissed off all day about this. I think I saw this last night and I was like, oh, I've got to talk to you guys about this because I just think it is so ridiculous. BuzzFeed did an article today uh, by Stephanie Sotorio. I'm probably butchering that. It says, Kim Kardashian's ex-PR strategist just claimed that they set her up 2012 red carpet flower bomb, quote, to create a media moment. Shiraz Hassan previously recalled Kim saying to him, Shiraz, I want to be one of the most famous people in the world. So if you guys don't know, in 2012, Kim Kardashian was flower bombed on a red carpet. Now, flower bomb usually was, uh, pedo would take credit for it, you know, uh, because they would try to do this to get the word out about what they represent and animal rights and things like this. So Kim in 2012 was walking the red carpet at the launch of her perfume True Reflection in West Hollywood. I, dude, Kim has so many weird colognes throughout the ages. They just keep you guys. And just to remind you guys, I do have an unwrapped um, gift box of Chloe and Lamar. Chloe and Lamar Odom had a perfume together, and I have an unopened box, which I think that is just going up in value every year. I hang on to that thing. I also have Vicky Gunvalson's perfume. Uh, I got it Ross, dressed for less, I believe. But that is opened. I had to, I had to smell. I had to smell what it smells like to be Vicky Gunvelson. And it smells like a family van. I'll, I've told, I've said that many times. Um, so she got flower bombed. Prior to the attack, Kim looked chic in tight black pants, a matching blazer and a bright blue blouse. I recommend you go to the BuzzFeed article to look at all the pictures and you see her flower bombed. Now, at the time, TMZ reported that Kim and her momager, Kris Jenner, were quickly ushered into a private room following the incident. There, Kim brushed off the flower before opting to return to the event where she joked about what had happened. She breezily laughed to E! Online, That probably is the craziest, unexpected, weird thing that has ever happened to me. Like, I said to my makeup artist, I wanted more powder, and that's a whole lot of translucent powder right there. Chris added to the publication: "If anybody comes at me with something, call security." Kim's sister also re- re- sisters also reacted to the incident online with Kourtney Kardashian tweeting, "I wonder if they would have dared thrown the flower at my hormonal and pregnant self." And they have pictures of all of this. And then Chloe saying, "I wish I was with my sister tonight. I bet you that woman wouldn't have dared try to thing." And then Juliana Rancic <laughs> hopped in, and then Chloe. So it was all this bullshit because it turns out. That this all, this was all staged by her PR. So the assailant reportedly ran off and they were intercepted by someone who worked for Kim and held until the police arrived. So this person was arrested, but Kim opted not to press charges with the woman being released shortly afterward. Now, it was speculated, like I said, that it was PETA and because the woman shouted fur hog at her. Fur hog. That's another great t-shirt. Fur hog. I want to bring that back. I'm a fur hog doing fur hog things, being a fur hog. Ding, ding, ding. Um, It says PETA has tried every, but so PETA says this isn't us, but we don't agree with Kim's use of fur. Kim's media strategist Shiraz Hassan has now confirmed PETA's lack of involvement in the incident as he claimed that the flower bombing was actually an inside job. Uh, The entire stunt was orchestrated in order to secure Kim some headlines that would publicize her new perfume. So he's speaking in this Channel 4 documentary, Overseas, The Kardashians' Billion Dollar Dynasty. Shiraz insisted that Kim was in on the attack the entire time. He recalled asking Kim whether she was willing to get flower bombed before the event and how he'd had discussions with both Kim and her team. Detailing what he said to her, Shiraz said, Okay, this is what's going to happen. You're going to be fine. You're going to be safe, but we're going to create a media moment. If we create media gold, guess what's going to happen? Everyone's going to be talking about your perfume. Everyone's going to buy it. Are the team is the team in on it? Of course they're in on it, he added. This isn't the first time Shiraz has pulled back the curtain on his time working with Kim. In 2020, he recollected the moment that Kim asked him to make her famous. Quote: One of the first shang- things she said to me was, when we, when we met was, I want to be one of the most famous people in the world. If you're in the business of fame, you need to be a narcissist. You need some serious self-belief, and that's what her X factor is, Shiraz says. Um, so He said that he and Kim built up a blueprint to make her famous together. Um, and this is just fascinating. So I, I definitely want to watch this documentary. I know it's overseas, but I got to get my hands on a copy of it, but I'm telling you like this shit, this is why I hate this stuff. I feel like this stuff should be penalized under the law. And when I run in 2024, this is going to be my platform. You can't. I appreciate media moments. I appreciate real media moments, and I think as you get older, you can kind of decipher what's real and what's not. But the Kardashians are so practiced at this stuff, and I think it's just gotten only worse. Potentially, we saw we talked about yesterday, Chloe coming off the plane with Christian, you know, to the tragic death of his mom, and they were in on it with the photo agency because the photo agency had face shopped, uh, photoshopped. Or like facetune Chloe's photo and it made her look like the Phantom of the Opera, but it was like, it was horribly done, but still it was done. And it was just really sad because you're like, not everything has to be a moment that is used to manipulate our feelings in a sense. And, you know, you want to believe that things are real. And I think that's the other thing, too, is that in this day and age, especially, we get scared because there is so much conspiracy shit out there. There's so much people telling you, well, that's not real. That's not real. You want something that is real, right? You want something that is real. Of course, you want excitement, tawdriness. You want people cheating on each other, people divorcing each other, people doing all the crazy things. But you want it to be real. Because if not, what's the point? Why would just go see a movie? So this shit, they were doing this in 2012. They've only gotten better at it. Now, listen they're in the they they don't kim states i want to be one of the most famous people in the world the most famous person in the world so all's fair if that is your if that's what you're set out to do then you can't sometimes fully blame kim because she's almost telling us listen i'm one of those people that will do whatever it takes but now just with the 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 money behind them, you know, I mean, we talk about this a little bit. Uh, I, I talk about this a little bit with Emma in terms of yay and this season of the Kardashians because we kind of cover all of Bravo and then we go into the Kardashians and then she tells me about a new Netflix series I should check out called uh, my unorthodox life on Netflix, which has two seasons and she says is excellent. So I'm going to check that out, but it, it's frustrating to me and these things you are just like it is so funny, but at the same time you're like, well, it's frustrating too because it works. You see that these things, these things work, right? And I even think about that in the small uh, case in terms of the podcast. Like, how do I get myself for the podcast known? Like today, I was in Us Weekly, and that was really exciting. They used a quote from the Heather Gay interview from a couple years ago and credited the pod, and I'm very proud of stuff like that. Very, very proud. In fact, if you want to use me in a documentary, anybody, or use me for an article, I'm here. I love shit like that, but. I sit there and like, go. do I have to think like a Kim Kardashian? Do I have to do something wacky and crazy besides all the voices I do and all the fart noises I make to try to get ears to try to get? and, And you just wonder, like, how is it just keeping your head down and working hard or is it very strategically thinking how you can manipulate people? And I think that's the question we will always have, especially with the Kardashians. Even when you want to believe them, there's something kind of in the back of your head going like, uh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. But it works. They What they do works. Uh, you guys, this is, uh, this is the end of this section. Remember, you can use the timestamps to skip this entirely and go right to Emma. Probably too late for you to uh, listen to that statement now, as you've already listened to this. But let's get into this. I love this woman. She is just awesome. And I got to tell you, I know she's younger than me, but she is so... She will she is such a class act. She will give me tips on like things like how, how I can do things like, Oh, you should try this or try. I really, she's really a cool peer or I'm the, the comments by ladies, all three of them are just amazing, amazing ladies. Um, but they're just, they've always been so kind, so helpful to me and Emma especially will always give me kind of tips or look out for me. And I just think that is just incredible. And she's just so down to earth and funny and all the great things that you want to believe about people. Emma is, and I, if you don't, you probably already listened, but if you don't, if you don't, I know you follow them on Instagram, but it's just so nice to be able to reach out to somebody and be like, hell yeah, I'll do it she didn't say hell yeah but she said yeah and that's always exciting so ladies and gentlemen without further ado there's always a further ado it's so bad it's good but here it is the main events comments by celebs Emma Diamond Welcome back to So Bad, It's Good. Today, I was just telling her, I did that pop culture roundup with Lex last week and I had such a blast. And I wanted to talk about really some highlights of 2022 in reality when it comes to Bravo, Kardashians, etc. And the first person I went to, I was like, oh, this is so much more fun to do it with somebody. And I went to uh, somebody that's became a, like a, I, I would call a friend, you know, never met her, but like who has met each other online these days in person? Uh, she has one of the best Instagram accounts or she is a part of one of the best Instagram accounts and podcasts out there uh emma diamond from comments by celebs welcome back to so bad it's good
0: thank you so much for having me i always get so excited when your name pops up i'm like this is about to be good so thank you you guys
1: when i dm'd her i was like you know you know me you guys by now i'm like so negative nelly where i was like well let's just wait for the no to roll in and she was like (laughs) win and i was like whoa and i would but i was already writing it's okay next time and she had said (laughs) win and then i went back i was like okay
0: okay yeah let's do it um what? Well your listen you well no your listeners may know this I feel as though every time you and I talk we are constantly working on your negative self-talk and I know
1: <laughs> that's why I had you on early in 2023 <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, here Okay first off the podcast like I say I don't listen to it because I'm so scared of stealing your geniusness, because when I do listen, I agree with so many things that you guys say. And you know how big of a fan I am of your Instagram account as well, but I do have to start off with, you got to interview some of the Miami ladies. What was that experience like?
0: Okay, yes, I'm so glad you asked. So we recently had Alexia Marisol in one, and then Lisa Hochstein and Larsa together. And first of all, we had not been in studio for two years. So these were our first- I was shocked to
1: see that too, because you guys have been like a on the run operation, you know?
0: Totally. So that was our first experience in studio. And I'm going to tell you something right now. My biggest takeaway from both of them is I am a newfound Larsa Pippen fan in a big way.
1: Everybody is saying that. What was it something she did in person or was it this season of Miami? Which by the way, I've told you guys, it's worth getting Peacock for, honestly. It's-
0: Definitely worth getting peacock, peacock for. And also you don't need to start from season one of Miami to get it. I really feel that you can start from last season. Um, yes, I am really liking her on the show, but it was how she was in person. So down to earth. I mean, really like a girl's girl. She has a that was a really voice
1: too. She's a very soft voice. I like, it's very different than other housewives voices. I, I've been trying to, it's like, I'm Larsa. Hi, like it, it, on the show. It's like very light
0: it's funny because I, we got some messages of people saying, you know, oh, she's trying too hard. She's trying too hard to sound, to sound soft-spoken. And in person, that's exactly what she was like as well. Even off mic, I really just think that's how she talks.
1: No, I know. That's what I realized. I was, it's, it's really interesting. The differences between the ladies and with her, I'm like, it's this soft voice, but at the same time, I would never cross Larza. There's so much going on in her head at all times where I'm like, I think she is very well aware of her image and everything like that. And I don't mean that in a bad way.
0: No. And I also think being such close friends with the Kardashians for so many years, she has a very keen understanding of the way this all works. And I think she knows a lot of people. So yes, I I'm on your page totally, but she was great. Lisa was great. Alexia Marisol killed <laughs> me. <laughs>
1: They kill Kill me me. in the show. Like those ladies are, that's what I appreciate about the housewives 2022 and whenever is that you see these kind of real female friendships that I rec, like, I was like, Oh, I recognize that those two in terms of like what, how they look, but how they act with each other. And they kind of just like, yes. And each other of like, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And, and Marisol's on one, like she is turning more and more into her mother each season.
0: She she was really cracking me up, and also you know, and they know this because we were talking about on the air. She was drinking the whole podcast, which is was new for. I don't need her to
1: say cocky anymore. Like I don't want (laughs) to retire the cocky phrase. Like, but the Marisol cocky was like literally. She just goes, just put vodka in a bottle. She's like doesn't even want of ice, just warm vodka.
0: And that's exactly how she was in person. And I can really respect someone who's true to exactly how they appear on TV. And that's what she was like.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then the, the Larsa, Lisa, that combination is so interesting. I might go back and listen to that because Lisa is going through a heck of a time on this season so far, were you able to get into any of that and, and the struggles she's been going through?
0: Yeah, we talked about it. I mean, she was super down to get into it all. I think that she's honestly in shock because I, I, the, the abrupt way with which this all went down with Lenny, I think she's having a really hard time wrapping her head around the idea that this is her life. Like this is her current situation, but she, she is very willing to get into it. Of course, she has to be careful legally. You know, there's a few things she needs to stay away from, but yeah, I think she's really open.
1: And the, I mean, and to have two kids that I mean, it's it's one thing to have this happen to her and all of this kind of falter, but with two kids as well. And then it's this weird housewives legacy that these shows have where sometimes just this point in your life, they the cameras happen to catch something. I mean, for us, the viewer, in retrospect, we called these magical memories, but they're some of the toughest moments that these women go through. And we're, I mean, that, that hot mic moment with Lenny, what would put, like, he goes, I'm speaking soft. That's why I'm whispering.
0: I'm like, how, how do you think microphones work, idiot? When he said that he is not having sex with Lisa, because then that would be cheating on who he really cares about. <laughs> What a romantic, what a romantic. (laughs) Uh, And you know, if I'm sure you saw this online, but if you go back, he has been commenting on this woman that he's now with Instagram for years.
1: He was like, they were using like a, like a parrot emoji. Like they had Mm -hmm. a special emoji. And I mean, listen, I, I was infuriated last week. I think it was like new year's Eve weekend. And, uh, Video got out of the formula one with, with Lisa going up and the girl lip licking her lips. Mm -hmm. And I was like, come on, man, that's too, I don't care what age you are. That's too far. I don't care if you're 25 or young, like that's too far.
0: No, the whole thing is crazy, and also once you now find out that these very lavish parties that they had been having at their house for all these years, Lisa hated it. I didn't realize that. I thought that it was something she took a lot of pride in, and she's now saying, "I hated it. I did it because Lenny wanted." Do you think I want all these naked, you know, twenty something year old women in my house? It's I'm really having a perspective shift on their whole relationship.
1: I, I think that's like the the best thing because myself as well, seeing this all go down, and then I always don't understand it, especially because you guys. Uh, are so big on Instagram with your account, Lenny, you know, not fighting, but trying to explain himself in the comment sections of Bravo fans. And it's like, dude, you're not going to win this, like get out. But also to say like, oh, she kept me at home. I'm like, dude, you had massive parties at home. You probably wanted to be there.
0: Totally. And also, even if some of what he's saying is true, and I said this on the episode, even if maybe... She was out a lot and maybe he didn't feel that she was giving him the attention he wanted. It still doesn't excuse the way that he's gone about this. This is like inhumane, in my opinion.
1: Oh, I totally think. And and, and, you know what? The sick thing, you guys, is that he probably thinks it's the height of romance for this other woman. Like he thinks he's he's being Mr. Right. He's he's like turning his mom away. He's because he's being true to his heart, you know?
0: right because this woman wants anything to do with him other than his money like <laughs> that's I'm like.
1: I'm like and the, you know the 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 benefit Miami has this season especially is that and it's a horrible benefit but every time Lisa speaks you cringe because she's like Lenny you losing that weight for me you still think and you're like no cuz we know how this all ends
0: Oh yeah, we know it. And you want to know something? I think Alexia knew it a little bit sooner than she was Oh,
1: on. Alexia was like when she was in when all those girls were like at the the vacation or the when they flew over to some part of Florida and they were all just like, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it, he's been doing this. And I thought that was one of the coolest moments. And then Larza, especially MVP on that scene of going, Hey, we'll talk at a different point because she's been through something not exactly right, but like separating from somebody very successful. Uh, herself. So I, I I want more of their conversations.
0: Yes. And I think that they are very real. I got that even in person. I think their friendship is genuine. Like that whole mortgage thing was totally bullshit. And was, you know what I mean? That was a projection.
1: I, I, I do love the concept of like Linny try like trying to, I was even trying to like understand loans, mortgages and mortgages aren't a bad thing, you guys. But it was funny how Lisa, like that was like the devil word, like mortgage was like the devil.
0: Yeah, she had a lot going on. I,
1: we can excuse her for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I do want to see Lisa balance a checks book, too, though. I'm a huge fan of this show. Why do you think Miami works so well? Because for me, it is this breath of fresh air. And I didn't know if it was because we are stuck in this weird rut with Salt Lake. We're coming off a traumatic Beverly Hills season. Uh, and that's all, you know, started in 2022. But then we have this kind of fresh thing with Miami. What do you like about it?
0: I think, first of all, the backdrop of Miami adds to the experience because Miami is such a vibrant city. Like I think at the base level, it's visually a very appealing show, which always helps. Of course, I even felt that way, actually, you know, in some of the mountain scenes in Salt Lake city, but no good visuals could help what's going on there. Yeah. (laughs) No anymore. Yeah. Yeah. No. So I think that that's, you know, at the base level. And I, I think one, these women are straight shooters, which is always very refreshing. And there's a very genuine friendship with a lot of them, not as an entire group, but some of those friendships go Years and years, and the fights they carry so much more weight when that's the case.
1: Yeah, exactly. It all boils down to casting and relationship. And somebody was in my DM saying this of like, you know what? They should do this to all Bravo shows: is cancel them for ten years, bring them back, and then you have these friendships established. Plus, you throw in a couple new people, and it's off to the races. And for me, that's why I'm like, wow. There's like context here. There's all of this depth that we got from those. I mean, Larza coming back, she was on the first season, you guys, of Miami all that long ago. And then she didn't do uh, the second and third season, but now comes back here. And it is a shocking change from where Larza was on that first season to now
0: this is the best thing in my opinion that could have happened for her reputation because I went into this, not being a fan of hers, as you know, I'm a big Kardashian oh, fan. Oh, their I, I was yeah.
1: very much disliked her you watching her like, like pal around with Courtney. And all, I was just like, Ooh, I just thought she was a hanger on, you know?
0: Yeah. I, I thought that she, I don't know. I remember last season saying that she was kind of abrasive in the way that she handled things. And I feel this season, there's a lot more compassion there.
1: Yeah, uh, but I mean, that, I, I always make that point of like, yeah, like we even in our own lives we have bad seasons in our own life. Like <laughs> I was like, like, you know, last year's season of Ryan Bailey, not great. This year, <laughs> it's yet to be determined. Um, the other we, so Miami, you guys, excellent, and I believe that started in twenty twenty two with the first season, and we we're already getting this amazing second season. So things look bright. Um, now we. This took place in 2022 and we're now seeing the after effects of it. Let's just like jump in is what do you, we, we've had discussions me and you about Beverly Hills and what they're going to do in the future. Well, now the future, the, the, it's happening. Lisa Rinna uh, in a mutual decision, according to the press release um, has been let go. What were your feelings uh, when you immediately saw that press release?
0: Listen, I'd be lying if I said that there wasn't a part of me that had the momentary sadness just because we've grown to be so comfortable with her, but it was 100% the right thing. And I said this, it's not just for us as the viewer who were growing, repeat, you know, continuously frustrated with her. I think for her sake, I I feel that this was getting so toxic for her. Like it it was the kind of thing. Let's just go out, you know, one more season. I don't know what that would have done to her mental health.
1: Oh, she would have exploded. Her head would have literally exploded. But also, you guys, don't be sad. Be happy that it ever happened. What is that phrase? Like, don't be sad that it's over. Just be happy that it happened. And uh, Lisa, I I have to say, I went through all of these uh, clips of hers because I made something on the pod on Friday when I found out. And I forgot how many legendary, insane scenes she was a part of—from accusing Dorita of being on cocaine, um, the Kim stuff, and she had the the Kim stuff was a lot of stuff with the husband, the breaking of the glass, the bunny rabbit at the reunion, uh, the Munchausens with <laughs> Yolanda. She really, but why? Why did it seem so fresh and exciting in the first? five seasons. And then for me, the last three seasons seemed like an imitation of herself.
0: Well, I think that that's exactly what it was. I think it's hard when you are a trained actress and then you're on a reality show, you're trying to keep up this persona, which at one time was seen as very iconic by the audience. And I think it was maybe an overcompensation. You know, she felt she had to give more in order to be liked more. And it just, it. it I felt like her time was just up and this was the most graceful way to possibly do it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I, I was thinking uh, that okay, well, she'll be back. She'll, you know, that. But they they went out of their way to not say the put on pause like they did on Dorinda's PR statement when that happened. And also, Andy thus far has said, "What an iconic run," but that's it. Like the next day after Dorinda, he was on, you know, saying like it's just a pause, it's just a pause. But he has not done that with Rina, and I'm really curious if and we had talked about this i mean i was at bravo Con and watched her behavior there her behavior on the reunion her behavior on the show with the aspen stuff i truly hypothesized that her behavior sealed her fate not on the show off the show
0: you think see i honestly think it was yes possibly that's that's part of it but i also think that the fan reaction was so strong. It was overwhelming, which again, it doesn't decide anything necessarily, but it really did feel like an overwhelming consensus. You didn't talk to one person that said, keep her on. I mean, it's, it's rare that it's so, you know, one-sided, right? uh, Yeah. I mean,
1: it really was interesting, but then you could make that argument of like, well, she's bringing it, you know, like it's getting good ratings, you know, it's, it's putting eyes and, but I said, I want to actually, I want to try to get away from hate watching as much as possible. I want to get back to love watching and just love what I'm watching. Like I love watching Miami. I love, you know, it's like, I have a good, like, I'm not, I'm not worried. Like nobody's caused like a federal crime yet on Miami. Not that I know of, and I can (laughs) relax into it, but with Beverly Hills, I just felt dirty. Like I felt like somebody, I was like, Oh, she shouldn't even be filming this season. Like something is
0: way off. Um, Was that? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, the, the intensity of it was overwhelming. It's true. You're not supposed to turn off a reality show and feel like you need to then watch something to decompress. Like that should be the decompression and it wasn't happening.
1: Yeah. And people on the show, if you're listening, I said this multiple times, don't worry. Lisa has not left so bad. It's good. She will be with us. I will write her into next season of Beverly Hills. I'm going to do the demon voice everything. So don't worry. She's not left this. She's not retired from this show. Um, (laughs) But it is interesting then because we had Erica Jane come out. She was caught on like uh, some TMZ video or something walking out of a TJ Maxx. She's a Maxinista, which so we all are great. Very, very relatable. But she's like, uh, you know, Uh, Rena was the goat. She's the greatest of all time. Lisa Vandenberg. I don't want Lisa back. She started spouting all these things, which led me to believe, okay, she's asked back.
0: I totally think that she's as back And I was I was saying that to Isabel last week for no reason. I mean, one, I think she would be back regardless, but also for no reason other than we have to see what Erica is like without Renna. It's a totally different viewing experience, You we might don't know actually what this is like.
1: That, you might actually finally see what, like the compassionate side of Erica, we might be forced to see it, or she might be forced to be that way now to endear and ingratiate with the remaining cast members. I'm just scared it's gonna like, it's like her and Sutton are gonna be two peas in a pod now.
0: Oh, you think?
1: Well, I was trying to think of the inroads that could be made. And I feel like Sutton is as strong as she has been. I feel like she's also at many times sought Erica's approval, almost like the one that gives you the biggest tongue lashing you like really want. It's like even Heather Gay with Lisa Barlow in a way there's this thing of like, Oh, I still want them to like me. And I think Sutton might fall into that a bit. um, But I, I don't know. Like, that's why I'm kind of excited But also, I don't think you should expect this dynamic blockbuster season next season. Like, remember, this will be a rebuilding year, like they say in sports.
0: Totally. And also, I think that one thing to offset what you said about Sutton in terms of the Erica approval is she has Garcelle on her side, which is a really big player in this game as far as I'm concerned. And I also think you know, the whole fourth wall thing of entering into this new season. Yes, of course, she has her dynamics with the women, but when you have someone who is so clearly a fan favorite like Garcelle on your side, I think it equips you with a different level of confidence with the women. And so I don't know how that plays.
1: And Garcelle, uh, you guys, yesterday, on uh, maybe two days ago now on Instagram, did the uh, I'm still standing uh, Instagram with Elton John song. I'm still standing and her turning around. And I was like, that was really a subtle dig. I think at Diana Jenkins, who is best friends or very friendly with Elton John and Rina, Diana and Erica were at Elton John's Los Angeles concert. uh, And uh, like all posted all these videos there. So I thought that was like a subtle dig. Um, So we know Garcelle, um brandy glanville will be on watch what happens live on wednesday which i think that will be the announcement that she is coming back do you agree
0: honestly i fucking hope so really why do you want it i know she is so messy she says the most outlandish things all of that however you can't watch her in dorinda's house this last season and tell me that she is not going to make excellent (laughs) tv i
1: i just hope she's you know it's like just delicate i hope she surveys the land and then makes her moves strategically and not force herself in. I don't know, I'm just curious because remember we left her being like uh she was like a multi multi episode guest with the Denise Richards stuff. And that was really sloppy and messy in so many ways and I kind of the Brandy gave me the ick with that a little bit because I was like, "Oh man, this seems like something denise doesn't want to talk about and brandy kept pushing it i felt for screen time you know showing up at the Buca de beppo at the uh the party that teddy threw there and uh i don't know so I- i'm curious but she was great on ultimate girls trip so I- i'm curious but do you think denise richards will be back
0: oof I, I don't know. It's possible. It's, I wouldn't rule it out, but I agree with you that Brandy's a definite. And I also think if she is, let's say she comes back as a real, you know, full-time housewife. I do think that that she doesn't have to fight for that same screen time. She is just a friend of, or just a few season drop. And so hopefully it will make her, I don't know the things she chooses to fight about a little bit more rational, but then who's to say.
1: Yeah. I, uh, so this is really just projecting and and like, is there a chance of Lisa Vanderpump? That's what everybody, is there a chance? Because we got after the Rinna uh, thing, Lisa headed to Twitter and, and said, ding dong, which I took like ding dong, the witch is dead from Wizard of Oz. I, I'm sure it meant something nasty. Does this pave a, the way for a Lisa Vanderpump return? What do you think?
0: I don't think so. I Do you think that, Okay, let's just assume right that Kyle's back and things is normal. Do you think that Kyle would be on the show if Lisa came back?
1: So yeah, that's the thing is that goodbye, Kyle. We'll never. They still haven't gotten over that moment. So whatever Lisa feels about Lisa Rinna doesn't really matter because at the end, the biggest beef will be with Kyle because she feels that Kyle did her the greatest wrong because they were actual friends.
0: Right. So assuming that Bravo is still prioritizing Kyle, I don't think that she would be willing to be on if, as long as LVP was on. I, I just don't see that. Unless, I mean, see, this is where I wish I was in production because I get so excited to think
1: about the conversations they have. Because just adding, we can't get into this phase of just adding old old uh, regulars, like uh, with uh, Tamara on OC. We can't just keep doing like these almost stunt casting. Like, you know, we got to find new dynamic women, which I think Bravo has done the best at that. And I want to leave room for new, exciting women that are just as good as Rena. We just don't know them yet. But if you do though, the thought of Lisa being back there with Kyle and Brandy, and she had that relationship early on with Brandy in Beverly Hills and they were besties and then fell out, that would be potentially exciting.
0: But let me ask you something, because you say that about not wanting the old the you know old characters back or, which I agree with you, you don't want an entire cast of only recycled talent. That's that ultimate a girls trip. It. That's
1: ultimate girls trip. Like
0: do it. Right. But let me ask you something. What if they said to you, okay, we're gonna bring Brandy back, we're gonna bring LVP back, and also instead of someone new, we actually want to bring Kim Richards back.
1: Wouldn't you be thrilled with Hell that? Hell yeah. I mean, okay. We, <laughs> Kim doesn't count. Like if you put Kim into the, Kim doesn't count at all. Kim, that we that's what we talked about um, on your show or my show a couple times ago where we were talking about Kyle because Kyle now is the face that has been there since season one. It doesn't look like she's going anywhere unless she opens some Kimo and some other location besides Aspen, <laughs> uh, which by the way, I was in uh, Scottsdale for the holidays and um I saw the Kyle Shahida store in fashion square mall. And I went in there and I was, I was like the only one in there except for the clerk. And they, the, it's really pricey. It's very pricey. And, and they had shots of Kyle everywhere on the wall. And I was like, I was just taking pictures. I think I really probably creeped the girl out because I was like real, real fan of the store. It's so, so, um, but Kyle, Kyle's not going anywhere. Kathy, was just a friend of, and I think she'll eventually return as a friend of again because she's film, filming Paris Hilton's second season of Paris's show. Uh, But Kim, that's what we said. Like, if Kyle were to get out, I think she's going to have to get out in this next season. What if it was a season where Kim and Kathy agreed to share screen time for more than a couple episodes? Would be very exciting.
0: I would eat that up. I mean, the Richard sisters dynamic even not all three of them to get together if you want to just do two fascinating absolutely fascinating television and also to see how Kathy is with Kyle versus the way she is with Kim and the way I think there's so much there that we haven't even scratched the surface I know and the the only
1: thing is is that sometimes as as I get older I get more like uh, oh I don't know if I want to cause the wreckage in their lives because you see You know, where Kathy and Kyle left off even on this season where it's like (laughs) you like finish him, like sweep the leg. You're you're like we're almost rooting on complete destruction of the Richards family, because I don't think that family can withstand a season with all three of them on there with all of them getting along.
0: No, no, they can't. And that's why I, for my like for my karma, I have to not put it out there. However, if it happened to happen, I would obviously tune in. Yeah,
1: but it would never be my choice. But if Bravo wants to be the devil, like, let's just do right. it. I, I, right. I have nothing to do. I just watch it. I just watch it. Yeah. That's it. Um, so, Erica, you said, I think we're a definite. And we watched a really how would you describe 2022, Erica? And where would you hope 2023, Erica, if she's back on the show? Where do you hope she gets to?
0: I mean, I think 2022, Erica was unraveling and was desperately trying to re- regain this control that she so clearly felt she was locking in the other areas of her life by just lashing out in a pretty unhinged way. I hope that this next season, Erica, like I said, would have a little bit more compassion and would be a little less on the defensive. You know, I think she's been trained now to be so on the defensive that it's hard for anyone to get in there.
1: Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting if she does come back. Storylines I hope to see, instead of her just talking about, is the dating. She says she's getting guys all the time. We did not even see a shadowy figure in any of the episodes outside her pool house. Like, I want to see proof she's dating. I want to see what Erica's like in a date. And just for the pure comedy of it, and this is very Housewives, is I want to see her back in the studio. I want to see the new hit song. I want to see what Erica 2023 relaunching the pretty mess looks like.
0: And I hope that that's what she leans into. My fear is that it leans more into the hair extensions, <laughs> which is, you know what I mean? It was like, listen, I, I'm not knocking the business, do it for her. I just don't think we're grasping onto that in the way that we would grasp onto like a path you
1: know, I don't think you can actually literally grasp onto those hair <laughs> extensions. Just to be honest, not too uh, tight. <laughs> yeah, by the way, you know who I feel bad for? Whoever's producing Rina Wine, because Rina Wine was not launched yet. They were just tasting the grapes this season when Rina got unhinged afterwards. Rina had so many unhinged moments on this season, but Rina Wine—they depend on these shows to launch those types of products. Like, where is she going to launch Rina Wine?
0: I I don't know, and you know. I always get confused with this where it's like, there's so many other ways to make money than putting your name on a product that you, you know, you so clearly yeah. aren't emotionally invested in. Rena Beauty, I can actually get on board with. Her lips have been a thing for years. It's just, I don't know, the wine feels a little unnecessary.
1: Well, yeah, I just, like, we kind of found out that Harry was like doing a lot of the tasting and stuff like that. Because when I think wine, I don't think Rena. Like, I mean, Rena never seemed to be like an alcohol fan, even like, I could see the makeup a little bit. Um, and also just reminded of that, I was- talking to um uh uh, kirby johnson this morning who's like great in makeup and all of this stuff and i was talking about the trend of uh, that amelia bedelia does with the shaving of the eyebrows and the just promise me you're not going to do that will you promise me me, emma yeah you personally do not (laughs) Um, shave or bleach your eyebrow that's not on the radar is it absolutely not you know i have
0: never never died 2023
1: emma isn't like you know what maybe i should bleach my eyebrows like i just don't i don't know what the kids are saying out there
0: I haven't gotten the same nail color all my life the last 12 years. I'm not. Okay, good, good.
1: I would hope I would get your dad involved at that point. I would be like, <laughs> don't worry. Something's wrong. Something is very <laughs> wrong. Um, So Erica will be exciting. Sutton will probably be back. I don't know about Crystal, but I do worry that she was on the bubble. Um, I would be interested in having her for another season and have that Sutton, Garcelle, Crystal triumvirate that they were kind of working on. Without Crystal there, that's what scares me that Sutton and Erica are going to bond because it's going to take one. If you're looking at the show as a game, like I do. So uh, I'm curious what the other casting news will be.
0: Yeah, I think I want to get there with Crystal because I think that she's a really good person and I think she has a lot there. I think she's still struggling to find her way in the group. And I, it would be a shame if she wasn't back next season because I think it's necessary for her to really get her footing. I don't think we've seen Crystal with her footing.
1: Yeah, yeah well, not fully. We see it in moments and then like editing or something. Well, that's even why, you know, in Salt Lake a little bit, which you're caught up on Salt Lake, right? Of course. So Dana Banana, which is the one of the only good things Jen Shaw did. I just like saying Dan, Dana Banana. I don't even mean it as a bad thing. It just rhymes and I like it. But Dana is the only kind of every man on the show now that actually calls out the hard stuff like she's the one that like it talks about jen shaw only
0: one i know and i was saying to isabel last week like i so enjoy dana as a character i think she's Super smart. I think she really can fairly evaluate people's emotional integrity. Like you look at her and you're like, all right, that's someone that I could be friends with in real life. However, the reason that her calling out Jen, to me at least, doesn't carry the same magnitude is because we just met her. So it's like it and it's not like an Angie K situation where we have a pretty clear understanding of the extent of her previous relationship with Jen, Dana just coming in. I want to feel it more, but it's not the same as if it was like a Lisa Barlow or a Heather calling out Jen. It doesn't hit that way.
1: I totally agree with that's an interesting way to look at it. Um, My thing is that like, she's been used so sparingly in these small amounts that now when she says these big things, you're right. It kind of doesn't it almost makes it the onus on her of like she's doing the bad thing, and the women like go, oh well, that's day class A. And I'm like, none of you other. The other thing she said I thought was amazing earlier in the season was like, yo, what's what's all you ladies deal with Jen? Like you guys all like seem scared of her, and like she's the only one that called out everyone's behavior because it must have been shocking for her to be in those scenes and realize that everybody's scared of Jen.
0: Oh, she's the voice of the people in that regard. That's what we've all been saying. I mean, specifically out of anyone, and yes, I think everyone's affected by this, but really the most is Heather because I think Heather, unfortunately has, this is a dramatic way to put it, but I genuinely feel this way. I think Heather's like self-worth is maybe the wrong word, but something like that confidence is directly impacted by the way that she feels Jen views her and Jen's kind of approval validation. It's a very twisted dynamic. So I, yes, I'm sure Dana's looking at this like, what is wrong with you guys?
1: Yeah. Now is my favorite part of the show where we get to talk about our sponsors. And this week, this podcast so bad it's good is sponsored by our friends at BetterHelp. Now, listen. <clears throat> We're into a new year, right? And I'll be honest with you. I have let um I have let certain parts of my mental health slip. I need to go back to therapy. I need to actually use BetterHelp once again, because I feel like my best self when I do things that work on myself. And listen, I'm working out now with a trainer, but also I need somebody to work out my mind. And that's where BetterHelp comes in. We do all of these things, right? We do all these things to look good, you know, and to to dress ourselves well, to eat well, You know, but sometimes we don't take care of like our mind or inside our head, which kind of dictates the whole life that we lead. But when you're at your best, you can do like great things, right? But sometimes life gets you bogged down and you feel overwhelmed or like you're not showing up in the way that you want to. I, I felt like that. The last couple weeks of the year, and there's a lot of things going on in life, in my life right now, in all of our lives, really, um, but I really felt like I was going through some motions or just kind of like I was swept up in things, and I still felt like I was doing good work, but I felt disconnected from it, if that makes sense, and I was thinking in the shower before I, I came in here tonight, I was just like, it is so, our, our, everything's so fragile right now, I feel, like everything could go in, in a moment. And sometimes in the same hour, I can go from happy to sad, to ecstatic, to angry. There's so many emotions happening right now. Working with a therapist can help you get closer, though, to the best version of yourself or how to deal with all of these emotions that you have every day. Because when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything life throws at you. Um, I've I've done therapy at multiple points in my life. The tricky part, just to be honest with you, with therapy is that sometimes you feel like, well, I'm good now. Everything's good. Let's just keep it where it is. And I realized that just with exercise as well. Like I'm back at the gym this past week and it's, man, it hurt. It hurts so bad. And I was fearing it so much. And the same thing with therapy. I have that thing in my head still. Even after all of these years of doing it, like, oh, man, I'm scared to set up an appointment on BetterHelp. I'm scared to actually talk to my therapist and tell them what I'm feeling right now. And I don't know why that scares us. I don't know why. I'd rather just do a three-hour podcast every day. But it is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. I mean, just being here in this world is potentially major trauma, though. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, boom, flexible, boom, affordable, boom, and entirely online. You just have to fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Now, that's a very important point, point right there. That's a great feature because sometimes you got to jive with your therapist. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bad today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Come on, you know how to spell help, you guys. BetterHelp.com slash so bad. And I will put that uh that in the show notes as well. Um now uh this is great. We uh we haven't uh we haven't had this uh sponsor in a while and I'm very excited because uh, this really helps me out of a jam. Our next sponsor is HelloFresh. You know HelloFresh but HelloFresh they don't even know this but they are helping me out of a jam already in 2023 because I, um, I made the bold statement to my parents that I was going to cook for them. I was going to cook for them. And, uh, listen, uh, I got a, uh, I got a box of HelloFresh coming to me and they gave you all of these different options. Like I could, I could pick all like, like veggies, fit and fun, like all of these different kinds, like you could do paint, like it was so amazing. And I chose one and that box is coming to me. And I'm going to have a bunch of different meals that I get to prepare. And like how my parents' house is, it has this island, like a kitchen island, and then they like a living room. It's like a tiny place. Um, so I can be out there cooking. My mom can sit in her recliner chair. My dad can be out there and we can all chat while I am reading the HelloFresh directions because they take you through every step of the way. Um, listen, you've got New Year's goals and HelloFresh is going to be there to help you achieve them. You skip the grocery store, which is huge because the grocery store, let's just say it can be annoying and take control of your time and budget with delicious recipes delivered right to your door. What about that does not sound good? Like, honestly, it really is awesome because you eat well, you save money, you save time getting in the car, getting out, uh, going into the grocery store, coming back out, getting in the car, going back home. And then you got to cook. Um, so fast and fresh recipes, they have that as well. HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 15 minutes. Enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with Bernays, Bernays sauce or Southwest pork and bean burritos. Um, Listen, it is one of those things that I think uh, if I'm left to my own devices, I'll just be honest with you. I won't. I'll just, I'll eat whatever's there. The fact that they're going to have pre-packaged meals that I can make and they're going to be 25% cheaper than takeout. Are you kidding me? The ingredients travel from the farm to you in less than seven days. So, you know, they're fresh. Um, so skip the snowy slap to the grocery store, stock up on snacks, sides, desserts, and more at HelloFresh Market. You can also add these staples and sweets to your weekly order, and they'll arrive on your doorstep along with meals. Like, I love this. You, got, I love to not see people and go to the grocery <laughs> store. Like, this is everything I want. I truly, truly think that HelloFresh is going to be the way to start off your 2023 right. It is so easy, you can go to their website, you can pick out these meals, like you said, you can add extras if you want. Um, And I gotta tell you, I am going to be doing that this week. And when I tell you I am excited, that is so... Because I've done HelloFresh before and I flippin' loved it. It was when I was married, though. So, listen, that was like so long ago and I'm so excited to do it again. But please do it with me. Share your experiences with me. I'm going to share my experiences with you. And uh, my mom will probably be watching over my shoulder telling me what I'm doing wrong. But I'm really excited to go on this journey with HelloFresh once again. So... Go to HelloFresh.com slash SoBad22 and use code SoBad22 for 22 free meals plus free shipping. HelloFresh.com slash SoBad22 and use code SoBad22. Um, And I'm going to put this in the show description as well. So HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I mean, and the Heather thing is just is is mind-boggling to me, even though psychologically I can work through it in terms of like, You know, that that relationship with Jen is just wild. Needing Jen's approval on everything and really. But then to be able to turn and I would say at this point, almost bully Whitney, a family member that is used to be one of her good friends, is weird because, you know, Heather doesn't have that bravery with Jen, but she has no problem telling Whitney every nasty thing that she thinks of Whitney. And she just like she looks down or feels like she looks down on Whitney. And that bothers me because it's one of those like. Whitney has a weak voice. And so people think she's weak. And I'm like, I think Whitney has had a really great season overall. It's just that she's had this tiny voice and sometimes
0: people don't respect that, you know? Yes. But I do think, cause I agree with you that, you know, the discrepancy with the way Jen handles things with Whitney versus Jen is, is large, but I think that the thing with Whitney is that she struggles with clarity. So it's not even that I don't believe that she feels that way, but by the time she makes the point, it becomes almost so convoluted, you know?
1: And it's 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 almost like in a way like Dorit when they always make for like,
0: ah, I'm getting to the point, ah, yes,
1: you know? But she's doing a different version of that.
0: Right. Like I by no means think that Heather is perfect. I think this is hands down her worst season, but I could understand her frustration with the way that Whitney has communicated her issues with her. Like, I don't, I don't think it's a, you know, Whitney's hundred percent in the right type situation, but I'm so not even focused on that because I cannot get over the Heather and Jen relationship. Like that is something that will be studied seriously. It's a, it's a spell that she's under. It's very upsetting.
1: It really is so upsetting because I loved Heather so much and I hope to love her again, uh, again. And I'm hoping it really is just Jen. I'm hoping Jen goes in and Heather is free again to be whoever Heather is, but it is wild to be known as somebody's lackey almost. Like, I don't understand it from any of those ladies. Meredith Mark seems smart. She seems like taken in by Jen. Lisa Barlow has stood up at times, but at the same time, she'll reverse and be like, you know, Jen, you're my friend. Right. Right. And it's I don't know what's going on.
0: I know, I mean, there's something about her approval. And I also think with Heather specifically, cause she's the one that's been the closest to Jen. You know, if you want to compare Meredith and Lisa, I think that yes, at Jen's worst, she's terrible to Heather. But I think the way that Heather feels is that at Jen's best, what she brings is almost addicting. Like I think she is yeah. the not only the most fun friend, I think she's the most fuck it, girl, let's do it. And I think that Heather, as someone who specifically with her background in the church and everything, has felt so constrained. I think she likes the approach with which she views Jen leads her life. And I wish I could say to her, like, you can extract those things from her and take them onto your own in terms of wanting to maybe be free-spirited without needing this approval because it's getting you nowhere.
1: Yeah. I And it's weird because us, you know, we can't see it in our own lives. You guys like we I couldn't diagnose myself like this, but I can see it clearly with I'm like, come on, there's like attachment issues out the wazoo here, like something needs to happen. And I almost get I don't know. Also, I just have to ask your your what did you think about yesterday? Did you follow it closely? Um, the sentencing?
0: Yes. I was following it closely, refreshing for what, an hour and a half. I think it finally ended up happening at 1149
1: AM. Yeah. I, I, mean, like, I, I like that. You're like at <laughs> 1149 and 23 seconds. It finally happened and it was magical. Oh,
0: I was, I was refreshing that like crazy. I, one, I thought it was going to be a little bit longer. I didn't think it was going to be six and a half. Too. I thought they were going to go more like eight and a half. I can't lie to you. Like Yes, what she did is terrible. And I have a lot of sympathy for the victims. I can't separate the fact that I know she's a mother. So that's where my mind immediately went. Again, not at all an excuse for anything she did, but it is, you know, she's going to miss all these moments in her son's life. I know she did it to herself, but it is, I'm wrapping my head around that for sure.
1: No, I mean, that's, but also I just found the process of, you know, learning more about court procedure through Bravo over the last couple of years, and reading affidavits now, and starting to like recognize a little bit of how the judicials, in, like a very minute way, it's wild. Like it was wild to her, her representative, her lawyer. I was just like, some of it was so bad like some of it was so bad that it was like so i was like i can poke holes through all of this like this is and and the the judge sitting down and literally establishing that like the character of jen shaw from reality shows is not the jen shaw we see let's just put that out there i'm like dude you don't watch the show man like it is totally her you didn't watch her on twitter a week ago cursing lisa barlow out like a nut like that's what it kind of frustrated me i was like this is
0: another con what about when she had to explicitly outline Jen was not allowed to make money off of the case?
1: She said, I'm concerned that you brought up your manager. And, and you know, like that was wild because uh Sarah Galley, who was in the court room, said they had also said some stuff that I don't think was reported of like that that Jen said, I can't tell you what those opportunities are now. Like she had a couple in the works, like. She also said she was a cast member of Salt Lake City still, which led me to believe that meant her and Andy will do a sit down and that'll be the third part of the reunion. Maybe
0: do you think they're going to do that? I know there's been a lot of speculation. And Andy hasn't confirmed it. What do you honestly think?
1: My honest thought is that Andy doesn't want to do it. Andy doesn't like Jen Shaw, but she is under contract. She uh, listen. It is a hot story, regardless of what what I think about Jen Shaw or you guys think. I also think if she goes out and do interviews, Andy should be the first choice, like regardless, just because of who signs her checks. Like, I don't want like I don't want somebody else getting that. I want Andy to get it because I feel like then it's like a family member, you know, like the, the, if we consider Bravo a family, like I want to hear Andy try. To, I mean, he sometimes doesn't press people. And of course, things will be edited out. But I do want to be like, yo, you went through a whole season saying you were innocent. Knowing all like the full time that you're guilty, like, and we're not gonna get any kind of um we're not gonna get any kind of clarity or closure on that as an audience.
0: Yeah, I again I am craving that as well. I'm torn on it because I think there's a good possibility they do it, but I agree with you. I don't think Andy wants to. I really don't. Yeah, I don't like, think it's the kind of thing that he's dying, he like yeah. You it, can yeah. exactly you can sense it. I don't think it's the kind of thing where he's dying for it.
1: But I just I think maybe first look goes to Bravo, or I would think since the But I was curious about the verbiage she used in court about, I'm still a cast member. And he goes, you're still, he goes, yes, I still am. And I was like, wow, that's a really interesting uh, choice of words. Um, And then the Dumois, there was a Dumois blind out of of like a bunch of like casting rumors, which, you know, you can never get it too much into that, but she was right about Rena and and a couple of other things. And I'm just curious if they are going to put this show on pause and what this show looks like, like Beverly Hills, when Jen Shaw goes away now it, Salt Lake is nothing nor has the history of Beverly Hills, but it is a viable show. So I'm curious where it goes.
0: I actually think they have a real opportunity to turn this whole thing around with Jen's absence because the the elephant in the room, which is everyone vying for her approval would be taken from them. You know, that's no longer an option. So what is Heather then? It's like kind of what we were saying. What does Erica look like without Rena? What does Heather look like without this, the character of Jen,
1: yeah. I'm just wondering if it's like all of a sudden it's like a magic spell that's broken and everybody's like, we all like each other. Let's party in San Diego, you know, like, or we, we can
0: go overseas now. I'll tell you, Meredith is not liking Lisa that I know for sure.
1: So, I mean, I, somebody read, well, I'd, I'd taken a moment to step away from that Lisa Barlow hot mic monologue. And then I listened to it again the other day and I was like, oh damn, that really, they're really, that's never gonna, you're never gonna come back from that. Like, it's just too specific.
0: It's too specific. The only only thing that I have in terms of my question about their friendship is like, I get where it's at right now. But when Meredith talks about it, I think she's doing a little bit of revisionist history unless she was lying to us the first time because she makes it out as though they were never that close, you know she never regarded Lisa in that way, sometimes she'll play it to her advantage in order to say we were so close that's why the hot mic moment was so hurtful, but Lisa will talk about their friendship in a way that Meredith never does slash never did, and I I I don't know. I'm curious. What's the real story? How did they really view one another before all of this? Cause I don't even know if what we saw on the show was accurate. Emma, that's it exactly though. With
1: Salt Lake, that's the vibe I get the whole time is that they're almost like benefiting from like watching a decade of housewives themselves. So there, I feel like there is a third of Salt Lake is true. Like with other shows, I feel like the reality is at a higher level. And that's saying a lot, but I feel like Salt Lake, there's multiple stories and, parts of the story that are left out hidden from us. They play it a certain way. We even watch Heather uh, in the scene last week, going up into the bathroom with Jen and Meredith going, Hey, just bring out my black guy. Yeah, we'll get, and then doing the creepiest like stitches get snitches and then slapping a fake bottom. And I was like, this is so weird. Like the, I truly believe the eye is just from some dumb accident because she was drunk, which we would all believe because we saw how wasted she was. But then to put confusion in the audience's
0: head just for attention, that like grosses me out. That pissed me off. When she said to her, like, yeah, just ask them to shut me up. I was like, okay, you have to choose one. You either have to genuinely not want to talk about it, which is already annoying because we want to know, but you can't say you don't want to talk about it and then instruct people to bring it up as a form of distraction. Like that's when I get annoyed, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, it, I just don't like when people are oh, making us aware that they know how to play the game and then they're not even playing the game well. And that's what, it, but, you know, cause she's like, look at me, I know how to these work. And I'm like, you just come off cringy now. Like, remember the Heather that was just herself and she was like insecure, but she would come alive at certain moments. And like, that's the Heather that I truly love. And this Heather is like, it just feels like she's like, I just follow my lead. I got this. And I'm like, don't be that cocky.
0: I know. And I also think that in the sea of Bravo when so much, you know, so many of the women, while great and iconic are not that relatable, Heather brought a real sense of relatability, I think in the earlier seasons, and that's just lost now in a way that is, it's, it's sad. I, I'm honestly yeah, I'm not really mad. Is. I'm genuinely no, sad. Like,
1: I, it really is to me too. Um, did you mess around
0: with Orange County in 2022 at all? Like so minimally. I mean, I did, I, I had to watch yeah, it. But, to watch, I,
1: but It didn't stick with you.
0: No, it did not. Yeah, like me. it was one. Of, I
1: feel like Orange County. I'm really curious to see what what Tamar brings to it. Vicky, of course, I think is going to make multiple appearances. They posted a photo of the Trace Amigas with Shannon Bador. So we'll see. But that's a really I'm just curious to see how they handle it. But they got rid of Noella, who was a first-time cast member. And she was, I mean, she was trying to be almost a Gen Shaw where they're trying to throw everything against the wall and they just do too much at all at once.
0: Yeah, I think. For I think that was the right move with Noella, the, the one season thing. To me, Tamara is a prime example of like one of the greatest to ever do it. I don't even think she's that nice of a person, but I think she's an excellent housewife.
1: I'm curious to see what she brings to this. And I gotta tell you, I mean, I'll probably, you know, erase this after the first two episodes, but I'm excited to see Eddie again. I'm excited to see Cut Fitness goes out of business. I want to see what that's like. I want to, I just hope also. And I hope they don't highlight her son too much. The one that has my name, Ryan. I just thought that was so dark when they were on and he was just, you know, he seems to have a lot of issues. So I hope they don't have that on, but I'm curious to see what the storylines will be this season. And it seemed from BravoCon that Heather Dubrow, like a lot of ladies continually don't like her. So it'll be interesting to see.
0: You also can't forget that Taylor Armstrong is, and I think that- Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think- this whole ultimate girl strip thing. Like I think when she was at Dorinda's house, one, she was, I felt super honest and she was really willing to go there. But also I think she was very hyper aware of the fact that this was almost an audition for her to then potentially be back on. And I think she out of anyone, even dare I say more than Tamara is so happy to be there that I think she's going to make good TV for no reason other than like, I got this job back and I'm sticking with it.
1: Well, when she got when she got so into that fight with Brandy on Girls Trip, which 2022 also I thought Ultimate Girls Trip season 2 was amazing. I don't think they've had a miss so far with Girls Trip because I enjoyed season 1, but season 2 was even better.
0: I thought I liked season one, I really did. And then I watched season two and I was like, oh no, no, no. this is how we do it.
1: Well, it's almost like White Lotus. I thought I loved season one and I do of White Lotus, but then I saw White Lotus season two and I was like, this has so many more layers than season one. And it's, it's horrible to compare, but you're like, oh, this really broadens the whole thing out. And for me, Girls Chip, that it made me almost excited about season three.
0: Yes, I am so there for it. Also, you can't, I don't think that we can talk about it without acknowledging the fact that like, it was based in Dorinda's home, and Dorinda was hands down the most unhinged one there. So she, <laughs> she was the one, the person who, who was hosting it is the one that creates the energy, and Dorinda's yeah. energy was like kind of batshit.
1: Oh, it really—I mean, truly, truly picking up where we left off with Dorinda, like you know, and it almost scared me because I was like, "Uh, you like you're supposed to like chill out," and she ramped it up, and I was like, "This is on her own." like land this is on her (laughs) her property and she's like this you know yeah dorinda was
0: making vicky look real normal and that's when you know (laughs) i mean she scared vicky for
1: the love of vicky was like i don't know about her um but the girl's trip has been such a cool addition and i'm so happy that bravo in 2022 solidified their opening of the universe where you know i think 90 day fiance and does this too well where they expand it and they start mixing up people and you know we see that with summer house and winter house and i appreciate the attempts at it and i think they're getting better and better so i i'm glad they got their head in the game finally
0: totally i'm listen i think you gotta try what's the worst case scenario it only takes one season fine like i'll I'll never i'll never be upset that i watched one season of one semi-okay thing you
1: know um do you uh are you excited for Vander Pump Rule season 10?
0: I'm like the wrong person. I I never got overly into it. I was in deep in the early seasons, and then yeah. I kind of just I don't it fell apart for me. I, I think well, we that, see the
1: preview, the yeah. trailer drops on Monday night, supposedly. So I'll be curious to see what they have. But you were an early pumper and then fell off, right?
0: I, I fell off. And I listen, I think that I'm the minority. Like I I am excited for you and people that are excited, I'm just like the wrong person for it.
1: Well, I was just thinking about it in terms of, I had made a post about this because it involves Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So 10 years ago uh, today, Saturday, Vanderpump Rules premiered on Bravo. And I'll always remember how they premiered it was it was a backdoor pilot, which means they tagged it on to an episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So they made the audience go, you're about to enjoy a two hour special episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And so I was sitting there going like, yeah, Beverly Hills, two hours. And then we get out past the first hour and then you see like Brandy, like talk about Sheena. And all of a sudden we cut to Sheena in this bar that I'm like, wait a sec, what? And I I was, I was livid. I felt like the wall had been, I was so livid. And I was like, who are these assholes? I don't like this at all. And I grew to like, love the show dearly.
0: I get it. I, it's so funny you just said that. I forgot that that's how it was introduced, but yeah. That's the same exact- thing with Summer House, a two yes. hour
1: Vanderpump rules. And then the second hour was Stassi going to the Summer House and flirt like Kyle was flirting with her in the hot tub.
0: And I was like, who are these dorks? Wow. We've lived through so much like Stassi has a kid now. I, two She celebrated two? her second birthday today. I think. Yeah. Wow. That's that so sad wild. that I even
1: know that. Like that. <laughs> <so> <laughs> it's, it's really. But by the way, now Stasi's even like her podcast is back, and she's talking about like growing and growing past these people. And I'm like, yeah, you're not supposed to be still friends with the people you worked at a bar with it like ten years ago. Like that just usually doesn't happen in Los Angeles
0: no and but you know as we're talking about all these full circle things i loved i don't know how you felt about it i loved when they brought tom and tom to winter house this season loved it what a good energy like they immediately and and
1: some winter house especially leans into costuming so much and i'm sorry but tom sandoval is the king of costuming you're like you know they he loves dressing up he loves like Tom Sandoval is perfect energy for a place like Winter House. I hope they bring them back for longer this next season of Winter House.
0: Totally. And I I remember saying to Isabel after that episode aired, like, you know, the next morning they wake up and the house is just a mess and or or, no, sorry, when Tom and Tom get there, the house is just a mess and they're apologizing to them. and, And Tom's like, what do you mean? That's a sign that you had a great night. And I was like, whoa, what a perspective shift. Like dude, to walk into a house, <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude, that's
1: literally how he is. Like I'm like i I'm friendly. Like I would say like I'm I'm buddies with Tom. Like that's one of the only, and I don't try to be like, and I've made a point to not be from this point out, but like I'm friendly with Tom and Ariana. And that's lit. like, that's not a character. Like Tom's like that. Like I was at Coachella with him and like we hung out with him all weekend. And he was like, I bought these, a special ring that glow up so we can all find each other in the crowd. And you just like, and he was so excited. Like he was so, everybody that asked him for a picture, he was like, yeah, yeah. And he was like, he's like, Dude, if you can brighten anybody's day, it's like the best thing ever. And I'm like, that's really how he is. He's the guy who's like, I want to go get six drinks for everybody. You guys wait here. He would like just go run and try to make sure everybody was taken care of.
0: And I can really appreciate that, you know, like not only from a reality TV character, but also from a person. Yeah. No, like
1: that's the thing is that people are like, well, these people put on acts. I'm like, that is, that is not an act. Like that is legitimately, he is like so excited about people having a good time.
0: And that's why he stood the test of time.
1: Um, moving past this as we just have a little bit of time left, and this is kind of almost turned in more of a state of the union of Bravo and reality than what I had initially thought, which is way better when I initially thought, cause it's just fun to talk to you. We got to I know people, you know, go back and forth on this, but I want to talk about the Kardashians or I would be remiss because I I covered the entire season over on Patreon and season two was very much like season one. Um, what did you think overall of season two? It kind of blends for me, season one and season two. I was
0: going to say- it was in definitely. the same year. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think that what the way that they opened this season by having what would have been the finale as- episode one was brilliant.
1: Chloe, wasn't that a cool hour of television? The Chloe yeah. Tristan thing?
0: I think even if you are somebody that absolutely cannot stand the Kardashians, you have to say that that was objectively good reality TV because it was so real. And that's not best. Ever,
1: yeah. Though, yeah.
0: I mean, let's not forget how we ended season one. We ended season one with Kim in the gym on the phone with Chloe telling the cameras go down. And we then see the opening of season two, Chloe telling her, Holy shit. The surrogate, you know, the surrogate just took the embryo or whatever, whatever she says. So I thought episode one was excellent. And I think it was impossible to have a season that followed and have each episode be as good as episode one. I think it's impossible. This, the material just wasn't there. I, there were high points. There was a little bit of fluff, but I think they're still kept getting their footing with Hulu. But and different know, fluff, different host.
1: fluff than E. Like E would jam like a mime down your throat, like Chris with a mime. They would jam like Art Vandal, Vandalay down your throat. with was like,
0: I miss Scott, though. I need more Scott. Come on, Scott. This is- oh, that whole thing. I mean, the, the Scott erasure was it's worse than the peter raceer right? i mean it was two little shocking.
1: scenes i was like it's why why even use them at all like why even and it feels like courtney we we saw in an episode courtney was upset and kind of explained that she was upset at production which i thought was i was like okay i like the real moment here of courtney explaining that she was upset that scott got uh, the edit that he did especially around their engagement in season 1 um but i just i part of me like wonders how scott is doing like i'm like i i kind of i kind of missed him on season 2
0: I I listen, he was a huge part of the show for so many years. We grew up with him. He was in the first season ever. I think the thing that's really important, cause I agree with you. Like I can appreciate Courtney for saying it how, like it was, that was a kind of a fourth wall break. If you want to call it that. The thing that's upsetting to me is like, I'm aligned with Courtney. I don't think it's doing Scott any favors to only talk about him in the context of Courtney and Travis. So I get when she says, you know, it's encroaching on my fairy tale. For me, that's not the reason I don't like it. I'm not bothered that her fairy tale is being encroached on. I'm bothered at the fact that like, there's more to Scott than just that. And I think we're past that point. So I wish the two could coexist. Like we can have their fairy tale, but also what's happening with Scott in his own life. It's not only Courtney centric.
1: Yeah, no, I, I come a thousand percent agree with you. I also think this show now suffers from like the production is top notch, like a it, like it's so beautiful. I love the Selling Sunset songs that they have in there now with lyrics and, you know, especially with the Chloe episode, the lyrics were so like I was like, did you guys write these all for Chloe's episode? Because they were so note specific. They even put a country song in there. And I was like, whoa. Um, and I was like, that is growth. But I almost think that they are so big now. That it almost backfires them for on a show a little bit like the show is still more entertaining than most a lot of reality shows out there, obviously, but it almost backfires because the stuff we know about like they can't they're so big now they can't even really cover the stuff we even know about off camera like we know about a lot of stuff that they won't even touch. And I, you know, of course, the Kanye stuff I don't even know. You know, you just ignore it, I guess. But like, I think the, my thing is, I I watch this now and I can't really escape with it because I'm sitting there going like, oh, my God, I wonder if Kanye bugged Kim that day. I wonder wh- where we're at in terms of timeline. And it's gotten really, their lives have gotten dark. So it's hard to go back to this and go like, everything's, we're going to go to Courtney's wedding in Italy. And like, it'll be cool to see. But I, I think I worry about so many other factors.
0: Yeah. And I think that for Kim, you know, she walks a fine line there. How do you talk about that? Honestly, yet also not make her life a living hell, you know, like she has to really balance that. And also she has kids and that whole thing. I think that this next season, Kim is going to have to, she's going to have to say a little bit about how she's feeling with everything going on with Kanye. I think it, I think it would feel so disingenuous. She doesn't have to shame him overly, but I think we can at least get her. I'll shame she's him. A,
1: I'll do it. Right.
0: That's what I'm saying. I'll do it for the both of us. But I'm saying like she, I think that she is entitled to be able to share her experience of how she's feeling. It's very emotionally draining.
1: Yeah. Well, that, and that's the thing I just wonder in terms of viewers, you know what that's like and there's so many questions but of course we're going to see the wedding this year in 2023 on the kardashians i don't think we have a season three premiere date yet but i know it's pretty much in the can if not all in the can and i wonder how much farther they go with hulu beyond that I, i mean i'm sure until they want to stop but uh it'll just be interesting because like and also with the kim dating stuff you know we managed to have this season where we thought we were going to get more pete than we did and it went off swimmingly it didn't really matter um but i'll be curious to see if we see kim dating more on this show
0: well i think kim knows that the people eat that shit up and something i always say about kim is that she i would say out of anyone in the family is the most tuned in to what the audience wants like I oh think she's she taking
1: could, over chris's role one day she will it, take over chris's role
0: In a big way. And I think she's very, very tuned in. So I think she is willing to potentially go a little bit outside of her comfort zone in terms of showing things she maybe wouldn't love to show knowing the impact that it may have. Like, I think, I think Kim cares more about ratings than Courtney could on her best day. Yeah. No, Courtney
1: is the only thing like, like I kind of respect Courtney is like, wow, she's really finally like doing her own thing. Like I might not love it. I might not think, I might think it's weird. I might, th- but it's like, she's really separating herself and kind of coming into exactly who Courtney wants to be.
0: Yeah. And you have to respect that. I mean, listen, talking about yes. in terms to your point earlier about like, there's so many other things going on in their lives that we know about and whether they're speaking about it or not fine, but what about just the inner family dynamics? Like, I think the elephant in the room is that it is so clear that Chloe and Kim have become so much closer than Courtney with either one of them. Not saying it's a forever thing, but at this point of time, that's clearly what's happening. And I think there is a very real tension between Kim and Courtney. And I wonder if that's something they would openly talk about on the show because I I I just think it's undeniable. Like, I don't know. Well, did you watch Kardashian? So much from, about it. Did you watch Keeping Up from season one? Yeah. Well, I watched okay. it, but
1: not, not when it aired, but later. I went back. Yeah.
0: Okay, so if you for most of our life with the Kardashians, it was Chloe and Courtney against Kim, and you know this has been a massive shift. Which, as they have both said, a lot of that is because they are Kim and Chloe are significantly more aligned on their parenting styles, and either of them are with Courtney. Let's not forget. Wait, this is I can't believe I forgot to say this. May seem so minor, but when Courtney and Chloe just did that Vanity Fair or Variety, whatever the lie detector, the cover
1: with like you better work
0: no 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 when they did recently the video with the lie detector not on the oh,
1: show oh oh, sorry for vanity fair yeah
0: for vanity fair yes and uh courtney asks chloe will you ever let true have a sleepover at my house and chloe's courtney chloe says probably not and they brushed over it and they said you know why
1: it. i didn't say you know why you know why Yeah,
0: there was like a seemingly a mutual understanding and yes it's so minor but i think it's much more representative of like Chloe and Kim are, I believe, slightly maybe disapproving of Courtney's parenting style. And I I genuinely feel that that creates a lot of tension. And I wish more than anything, like let someone bring that up. Let someone bring up that exact lie detector and talk about the headlines surrounding and how everyone's so curious. That's the shit that I care about.
1: Yeah, everybody's going from mansion to mansion and private jet to private jet and flying to these, like, just sit on a couch and, like, hash things out. Like, you don't, like, I just want to hear a full hour-long conversation. Like, you're right, that Vanity Fair lie detector was, like, really, I was like, I love that. I love when they're just talking. I don't need to see all the fanciness. And I think really bad luck to end the season two finale on one of Kim's high moments, which turned out to be a disaster because of the week she released it with the Balenciaga. I always like, really bad timing for that whole thing to just blow up. Um, And I'm curious if season three talks about that as well with the, the, all the Balenciaga stuff. Um, But I'm just curious, like I just am curious just what rabbit they pull out of their hat next. Like what, 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 what is Chris's next plan for this year? Because she always has something up her sleeve and I'm just really curious what that is. And, and for all you guys that don't like, like you've got to pay attention to them. You just have to, that is, it's like the, the penultimate family of pop culture.
0: Yeah. And they're not for everyone. And I get that. I mean, I, I acknowledge I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I've been a Kardashian enthusiast for as long as I can remember. I think I totally respect if they're not your cup of tea. I think at the very least, like you said, you have to acknowledge that it is a talent to make your way into every, every person's just general knowledge circle. Even if someone doesn't want to go deeper, they're at least confronted with them, which I think some people view as an annoyance, but to me, that's a skill. Well, I always think about it
1: like a trivial pursuit card, you know, there's all these different categories and each category on a trivial pursuit card could be the Kardashians as an answer. It could be politics. It could be entertainment. It could be financial. It could be like, and all of these things now touch on a Kardashian or broached on a Kardashian. I'm like, that is truly amazing to have one family that has now spanned out all over the place. You know, I, I don't know. I think that is something that you really have to pay close attention to, especially in pop culture. Um, for 2023 what are you uh what are you looking forward to as we wrap up here
0: i'm looking forward to all of it i think honestly i want to see some really unplanned and shocking relationships across the board like i want to because i said i was saying i want harry speak, styles like, and
1: kim i want harry styles and kim
0: I would lose my mind
1: or Michael B. Jordan and Kim. I said that last week. Nope. Michael B. Jordan and Kim. Wouldn't that be great because Michael B. Jordan got dumped by Lori Harvey and Pete maybe broke things off with Kim. And then together they could mend, Uh, you know, being dumped and just be more powerful than ever.
0: Now Kim obviously broke up with Pete. Let's not get crazy. Well, I
1: thought Pete, cause see, my thing was like, why does Pete want this? Str- like, it seems like so intense to be Kim Kardashian. at a certain point i thought kim would be or pete would be like "Uh, i can't do this anymore
0: i obviously don't have like proof but i would be willing to bet like a significant amount of money that it was kim that broke it off i think i for so many reasons i mean the intensity of it all but i also think she realized that it wasn't going where she maybe initially thought it was like i okay this is what i think happened i think kim had a moment where she genuinely considered like Oh my God! Is, is, am I really liking this guy? Could this be my guy? She got yeah. swept up in that, and I think once she realized that wasn't the case, she had to end it. I, I I really think that's what happened. I do not think that there is a world. And I went through that thought process that you did of like, this is not good for Pete's mental health
1: to be. Dude, he's being threatened. His life's being threatened. It's like I was just intense.
0: Right, but I think that the positives outweighed the negatives, and I for him. And I think that it was Kim that ended it. I could I would bet so much on it. I really would.
1: But I love that thought though of insane relationships. Like I really, that is something that I think is so uh, unique to pop culture is that it has the most possibility for insanity. I was like following the Phoebe Bridgers, Paul Meskel breakup and with Bo Burnham potentially being in there. And that fascinates me if you guys, you know, watch all that stuff. But uh, I'm curious.
0: I'm curious too. Wait, one other thing that I want to just quickly mention because I know we're talking about this before. You did or you didn't watch My Unorthodox Life.
1: I did not, but you recommended it on Netflix. Now I'm going to back and watch it. Like many people have recommended this show to me. What is this show and why do you like it so much?
0: Okay. So first of all, you absolutely have to watch the first season. Two seasons out
1: right now on Netflix, Two seasons
0: out right now. Yeah. It's not the kind of thing you can pick up from season two because it really picks up right where it left off. You know, it was basically about this woman, Julia Hart, who formerly um, was in a very religious community, religious Jewish community in Muncie uh, and she kind of broke out of that lifestyle and she married this Italian billionaire. Hold, as you do, it's, as you it's, do. It's, it's a very, so the first season was really focused on just explaining to us her, her new life and how kind of her, her old life in terms of some of her former religious beliefs and that involvement and how she's now, you know, transformed into this new experience. Fine the second fucking season though, it ends with her and Silvio, her ex-husband being so overly in love, you know, dream couple. And we begin the first episode of season two with their divorce the divorce, and and him moving out of their Tribeca penthouse worth, I think $56 million. So you have extreme wealth. You have a very large family, by the way, huge thing to note, Pretty much the sole reason, or the the reason that really pushed it over the edge for their divorce, was because he could not stand her kids so much to the point that she was having. Listen to this: she was having two dinners every night—one dinner with him and one dinner with the kids—and so it, it was. Oh my god! Wait, are the
1: kids? Tell me the kids are on the show.
0: The kids are huge parts of the show.
1: Wait, did you understand his point? Were the kids annoying or the kids cool?
0: No, I I like the kids. I mean, listen, I think that yes, their involvement with her, it's it's very, very close. But like, you know how I am with my dad. Like I I that wouldn't work for someone else.
1: About rich people though, like I know, like uh my friend dated this really wealthy um uh Hollywood type person who is older and very wealthy, and uh he said, uh you know they were really getting along and all that but he said listen like she had a daughter from a previous marriage who was like 11 or something but he's like yeah it's kind of that's kind of done for me i would pay to to put her in a really the best private school or like, you know, what are the schools that you go away for? Boarding school. Boarding school. Yeah. I'll pay for the best boarding school. And she was like, she had in the relationship because of that. But rich people think you're like, yeah, like I'm rich. I don't need to like, why do I need to do that? You know, why do I need to? And it sounds insane to us, but rich people, once you have that kind of wealth, I think completely start thinking about your own, uh, enjoyment of life sometimes.
0: It, whatever it was, it was super intense. Cause also she worked, she was the CEO of the company that he owned. And so all of a sudden she, I, I don't want to, I just need no, you. To you, watch sold, you sold me, you, you
1: sold me already. Cause I, I just want to watch the twist at the beginning of season two. Uh, but do you see, so you say it ends though with them super in love. So you don't see signs of it in season one.
0: Not really. I mean, not what she was saying here. Yes. Were there signs that, potentially it wasn't as dreamlike as she made it out to be possibly, but you did not see what turned. I mean, we're talking about this guy went full blown breaking into the the townhouse. Like it's, it's intense.
1: I read articles about her. So it's like, I mean, I, I knew that this divorce happened and they were like really at each other's throats in terms of what was owed to her. So I'm really, I, you, have sold me on it. I will start actually. So, yeah. um, Comments by celebs. Uh, do you guys have a huge year planned, or do you just kind of take it as it rolls? I mean, you guys have the Instagrams, the podcast, you could probably have a doll line soon. Like what (laughs) I mean, what is coming up for you guys? You're back in studio here and there. I mean, is it just more of the same?
0: Yeah, you know, we're taking it as it goes. I think that we kind of separate ourselves a little bit from all of it because I think if we really take in what's happening, it, it feels a little overwhelming. So we're just really grateful to be able to do this. And, and I'm sure you feel the same way. Like I never cool yeah, I never
1: this. get a different feeling from you guys at all. Like when I like, I never get, a, you know, cause I, I follow your personal Instagram and stuff like that. And I always get feel like, oh, you're just like living your life. You know, you're living your life. Like <laughs> there's not any kind of, at, you know, it's always just cool. And you guys all give me like just really good feelings. So I'm just so excited to see what 2023 brings for all of you ladies. Um, but Emma, thank you so much for being here. What a great start to my year. Uh, you guys know the pod in the Instagram, but if you don't go check it out, I love the way they talk about reality shows when I do listen to them, cause I'm not going to steal from them. Uh, and I love everything they do on their Instagram as well. So thank you so much, Emma.
0: Thank you for having me. You know, that we adore you. And I think that you are so excellent at what you do. So this is the year, fuck everything else you say. This is the year of you <laughs> truly understanding the greatness you bring.
1: <laughs> Tell your dad I said, hi. I will. <laughs> Five, four,
0: Batches.